Hey there, welcome to another episode of Snap Tackle Pod. I'm Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41. He is Dion Clisso of Preps KC. Our topic, Kansas City High School football that has now moved on into the playoffs for both Kansas and Missouri. We're here with you, I don't know, for how long? 20, 30 minutes, however long you you talk, Dion, right? Depends yeah, on pretty much 20, 30 minutes. Pull your string. We did our first Twitter spaces last night and uh, after... Uh, well, you did. You didn't invite me. You and Cole. I, I, well, it was on Twitter. It invited anybody. It was uh, Cole Young and I did that, and uh, you showed up later and tried to pass that off as our, our podcast, and I said, no. <laughs> the five or six people that watch this every week want a separate standalone stand, Snapchat pod. So, yeah, no, it, uh, it is playoff week. Um, that Twitter spaces was kind of fun. We had a couple of last questions. Um, yeah. I think we had 90 people stop by. Um, I saw some, like, like famous coaches' names. Yes. Yes, uh, I think Ryan DeLong. Corkermeyer was on there, I think. And Corkermeyer was on there and probably talking about how they're enigmatic and I can't pick them right all season long. And uh, <laughs> got, them back in, got them back in the picks again this week as they play Shawnee Mission Northwest. And I'm sure I'll be on the wrong side of it no matter what. And uh, uh, that's a you know that's a great way to kick off. That, that, that may be the best game of the week right there, Shawnee Mission Northwest and Blue Valley West, uh, yeah. two teams in that 8-9 game. Well, I mean, we got sent in the playoffs last weekend with a crazy weekend. So many results that uh, none of us probably picked. Uh, one of those being Blue Valley beating Blue Valley West yes. at Blue Valley West. Uh, a lot of crazy, crazy uh, finishes in the uh, in the EKL and the Sunflower League. Let's start with uh, with the, a wild one between two pretty good 6A teams in Olathe South and Gardner Edgerton. And what was Olathe South scored at? like a long touchdown with like no time left. And then they got a two point conversion both times just going to Jordan Allen. Yeah. It, you know, it, that was a crazy Thursday night game. Um, unfortunately we could, we didn't get that covered. And I, I'm mad at myself because I wanted to cover it. I was like, I think this would be a pretty good game. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, I think Gardner scored with like a minute, less than a minute left to take yep. the lead <laughs> to take and the then, lead. And then late the South March right back down and, and got that win. And, I think it was um, like 40 both, seconds and like 14 seconds. It was yeah, crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was one of those, I was, I, I was sitting right here in front of the computer and following it on Twitter. And uh, it, it was, it was crazy and, and a huge win for Olathe South. Uh, they end up with the three seed uh, and, and they are, you know, a team that's really played well this year, along with Olathe West. Everybody thinks about Olathe. All four Olathe teams hosted a, are hosting a game this weekend. Um, so it's one of those deals where um, the Olathe are schools have really shown games up. Then? There are two Thursday games this week. Um, so, yeah, because uh, actually three, Blue Valley Northwest is playing on Thursday as well. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the Olathe, Olathe South, Olathe North, um, Olathe West, Olathe Northwest, all hosting games uh, in, the, in the postseason this year. That's wild. That's wild. Uh, speaking of Olathe, another surprising result, Olathe North losing 31-19 to Lawrence Free State. How much of that was just kind of north on a letdown after the big win over Mill Valley the week before and how much – of it was, hey, this is an upstart Lawrence Free State team. I think it's a little of both. Um, you know, we talked with Kevin Stewart last week, and, you know, they replaced 18 starters off of that team uh, from last year. It was a pretty good team last year. And, you know, we talked about Jackson Eans and the other, you know, Jordan Brown, some of the players off that team. But, uh, you know, he was – I think he was quietly confident going into that game just because based off the way his team had played uh, the previous three weeks and, and went in three straight. Uh, but he also knew that it was going to be a tough task and that the Latham North was a very good football team. Hats off to his, his kids who went in there with no fear and kind of controlled the game. I mean, they were up most of the game, almost the entire game and um, won by double digits. Uh, and, and Olathe North, yeah, it was a, there's definitely a spot for a letdown there coming off a big win over Mill Valley, uh, especially knowing going into the weekend 
win or lose, they were the one seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, nothing was changing uh, with with where they were. Free State played themselves into an eight nine game, uh, which means they play Wichita East this week. Uh, and if they win, they get number one seed Manhattan next week. Uh, but no, I, I think it says a lot about where that Free State team has come over the last four or five weeks and and how they've just kind of you know grown and, and a great job by that coaching staff and Coach Stewart. And he's the Chiefs coach of the week this week and, and deservedly so. Absolutely. All right, over in the EKL, we talked about Blue Valley upsetting Blue Valley West, but the, the big upset was Blue Valley North winning for what the first time since week three of last season, yes. beating a good St. James team. That's another, uh, the, I think that's the St. James team that had had played really well for four weeks straight and and looked at the record across the field and didn't take mm-hmm. them seriously. And I think it just shows that in the EKL, you know, hey, don't, the, the record. Don't try to come up for air in the EKL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, there's no off week. There's no there's no bye week in the EKL. And I think that that Blue Valley North showed that. I mean, that's Blue Valley North team that's got a lot of good players and, and is still – a very good program that's just, you know, not even two years removed from the state championship game against Derby. So uh, that's still a lot of good players. And, that you know, that makes them even more dangerous now. They've got a little confidence going the postseason. And St. James probably definitely awake in a in a run that's going to be, uh, you know, they're on the same side now with Aquinas uh, and many ages on the other side of that bracket as they go into that 4A bracket. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in the EKL, Blue Valley Northwest, getting a good win over Bishop Miege. So you got – Miege at six and two, Northwest at five and three. Are they the the two best teams in the league at least at the moment right now? I, I'd say so. Well, you know, Aquinas is yeah, right Aquinas, there too. Yeah. You know, they're they played their best football uh, since having those back to back losses. Um, you know, so it's it's definitely it's definitely um, interesting in the EKL. I mean, the season's over for the EKL to try and say who's the best team. Uh, the the fun thing is going to be see which teams go on and go deep. I mean, I think you know. Mm-hmm. One of those three teams probably are the favorite, you know, to come out of the 4A bracket. Um, and Northwest is that's a team that won a state championship last year and beat up Derby yeah. in the state championship game. Is very physical, and uh, you know they you got know Grant Subfield back. Uh, you know they're and 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 while he was gone, the backup played really well. So they now have two threats, which means you could if you got a guy who could play the tailback spot, you could move Subfield out of the slot and do some things with him, which makes that team even more dangerous offensively. But defensively, they're really good and they're really physical. Uh, not to be outdone with Missouri, man. Dion on the on the Missouri side last week. Lee Summit North Park Hill was primed for maybe the upset of the season. They were up on North right most of the game. North yeah. has to come back, send into overtime, and then the uh, then uh, the Broncos got the win in OT. I think it shows how dangerous Park Hill is. Uh, with Kendrick Bell, who's now a Michigan commit, like his brother Ronnie, uh, who's up there right now. Uh, you know th- that offense is as good as any offense in the. The city and they are a team you do not want to take lightly. Uh, they they get uh, rockers this week. Um, it, it, that's you know we can if you want to dive into that district, two through seven are mm-hmm. are dangerous and really if you you can look at eight and Blue Springs who you know put it on uh, Ray Peck this week because they if they're playing a lot better. So uh, that, that Park Hill Lee Summit North game was probably very scary for Lee Summit North. It it kept them from getting a chance to get that number one seed. I think if they had a plus thirteen. Um, Park Hill, they would have probably had a shot at that number one seed, but they yeah. don't. Nixa gets it, so that means that they'll have to go on the road at, at some point in the district playoffs if Nixa comes through. So, yeah. At the same time, though, I think if you're if you're Coach Mosey, a wake-up call right before the playoffs is not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have it. That's the time to have it. 
No, it's created a little uh, little pocket there in the bracket of all the Lee Summit teams are going to basically play each other, uh, or at least uh, there's going to be two Lee Summit games, perhaps, most likely, in the next two weeks with Lee Summit and Lee Summit West being, would that be the sixth and the seventh seed in that district? Yeah, I think, you know, Lee Summit West has got to go down and beat Kickapoo uh, to keep their season alive, and then Lee Summit's playing Lee Summit North. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I think – Possibility West, too, yeah. Possibly, okay. I think West has played better competition than Kickapoo has all season. There's no questioning mm -hmm. that. Um, it just depends on where Lisa West is at. They got beat badly by Liberty North uh, last week, and so it's a uh, West has shown at times that they can they can play that, that they can play well and put games together. But they've also you know they lost seven times, so it's gonna it's gonna be interesting how they do against Kickapoo. Yeah, uh, Oak Park and Fort Sage, man, that one didn't disappoint. Down the wire, 35-30, Fort Sage gets the win, affects the district standings there. Yeah, you know, and and I thought it'd be a low-scoring game and tight, but it was a little higher-scoring game, uh, and it just shows both these teams are, are capable of putting some points on the board. And Fort Osage is back with the number one seed, but Oak Park's the two um, in, in a district that's going to be real interesting to watch. That uh, also features North Kansas City and Platte County, so uh, there's the, the there's no easy road for whoever comes out of that district. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's look ahead here to uh, well, it's week ten. Week 10 overall, week nine for Kansas, week 10 for uh, Missouri. And let's take a look at some of these uh, some of these matchups. I'll start. Uh, let's start with the we'll start with the big three, I guess, for you, Dion. And then we'll kind of fill in the blanks after that. Stay on the Missouri side, Park Hill and Rockhurst. This is Park Hill going to Rockhurst. Correct? Yes. Yes. And, and you know, Rockhurst has played well. They've won four in a row. Um, last week they played Harmon in a game that uh, was kind of structured beforehand. It was kind of the seniors who don't play for for Rockhurst and some of the the backups and some sophomores. And it was forty one nothing Rockhurst. But uh, really for for the Harmon kids, a, a great experience in terms of uh, playing in a stadium they don't would normally get to play in. And they had a uh, I think they you know fed them and you know did the pregame meal and all that stuff for them. Uh, Rock has is not played a tough game in a while. They've been pretty well. They played Salu. They didn't play very well in that game and they won. <laughs> in overtime that game but uh park hill is playing better um they can score the question is can they get the ball enough uh to score and can they score quickly enough because rockers is going to keep the ball away from them. they're going to be methodical in what they do uh, but that's a great that that's a great any of those games from two to seven are, are fantastic in that district yeah because the winner is going to take on park hill south or staley which is yes. another one of the big three games yes and and park hill south is playing as well as anybody uh, you know staley it's quiet, quietly got the seven and two. And I think that guy, Steve Rampy could coach a little. I think you know, he may think stick. So, I think he may stick at Staley. He may, I think they should keep him around. I think he, he has shown some promise. Uh, the young coach. Quiet. They're seven and two, huh? Yeah. So like we two. don't talk about them enough. They lost the Lee Summit, Lee Summit North in the first four weeks and they haven't lost since. Uh, and so, uh, you know, they'd be Liberty, be Park Hill, be Park Hill South. Um, that, now that you're in the spot for some of these teams, you got to beat somebody uh, a second time. Uh, Park Hill South with Briggs Bartosh uh, and Jones, their other tailback, are, are really offensively playing well. Um, and so this is, I this is a coin flip game. I mean, a, a two seven game should not be a coin flip game. It's a coin flip game. Every game outside of one eight, which is Liberty North Blue Springs in that district, is a coin flip mm -hmm. game. Okay, that's why they're the Remax Big Three games of the week. Yes, right yes. Uh, Christman and Platte County. This one sounds familiar, De Dion. We're just doing a redo here. Yes, there's, there's a few of these that, that, hey, you played last week. Let's do it again. Um, and, and I think 
Platt County is definitely the favorite in this game, but uh, it's tough to play anybody two weeks in a row, um, especially when you won pretty easily the first time. Row, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that's that, that's a test for high school kids. Um, you know, we talked about Olathe North with the letdown last week. You know, how do you, you, how, you, you you're watching the same film again. You're watching it, you know, and you're just trying to correct whatever errors you made. When you win big, you think, well, we didn't make that many errors, but yeah, you, you probably did. And uh, if you're Christmas, it's, you know, it's house money at this point. You you know, knowing that you lost to him last week, no one expects you to win this week. Um, this is a chance to really kind of put a a, a bow on your season and, and have something to take into the offseason, no matter what happens if you were to win this week, no matter what happens in the district semis. Yep. All right, uh, over on the Kansas side here, your big three games of the week, you've got Shawnee Mission Northwest and Blue Valley West, a couple of kind of middle-of-the-road teams from the Sunflower and the EKL. Yeah, you know, I – I think Blue Valley West is a good team. They've only won three games. I think Shawnee Mission Northwest isn't a bad team. They've only won twice. So it's uh, two, two teams that thought they'd have a couple more. Wins I, yeah, I, I think that win column. I think he, the, the, the EKL ate up Blue Valley West a little bit, and I think the youth that uh, Shawnee Mission Northwest has kind of kind of hampered them in some spots. Mm-hmm. Um, but both well coached teams and, and have got really good players uh, on on both um, both squads. So. Uh, this is a fun one. I, you know, I it's uh, it's going to be on Spectre Sports, so I, I get to watch it. Um, looking forward to it. I haven't picked Blue Valley West right all season, so I can't tell you. Who, don't have to ask me who I think is going to win that game. <laughs> um, and they've been inconsistent. They're up and down. West fans are crossing their fingers, hoping you'll that pick I pick that. Northwest. Figures. Yes, yeah. If I pick Northwest, then the, the, the it's a lock for uh, Blue Valley West. And I haven't decided how I'm doing that yet. We're going to do picks here a little later today, but. Uh, no, in fact, in fact, all you have to know about picks is this Coach Walmsgans, who I do the show with, and, and how tough that has been to pick Blue Valley West. Last week, they were the first pick on the list that I sent to him, and he goes, when I got the list, I was like, really? We have to pick Blue Valley West again? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. I, and I think, you know, I think that's, you know, it's just, it's tough. And, and I think when you're a, a team like West and you're in that league, it's it's just a tough grind. And then when they stepped out of the league, they got Staley and lost by one point, you know. So yeah, it's a that that's a good game, and uh, Malik Oedis sitting about 800, 1,800 and I think fifty yards, uh, mm-hmm. nineteen touchdowns. I mean, he's you know with one with one game, he could easily you know he could easily go over two thousand, um, and that says a lot right there in nine games. Um, mm-hmm. So you know he's a guy who could be a, a Simone finalist, uh, you know, and so it's it's a it's a fun class six game. In the first week, and you know, when you do one through sixteen like Kansas does, finding those good games in week one are tough to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of coaches who are saying really right now, first of all, Baser Linwood, nice run last week, almost uh, almost you know within ten points of Desoto's the two seed on the east side in Kansas five A. But they're six and two, Dion, and A they got the seven seed. How's that only get you the seven seed in four A? And B, they're taking on the 10 seed in St. James, the two-time defending state champs. Rod, Rod Selvar was going to be like, really? All right, the 10 seed is who we got, and it's the two-time defending state champs? Yeah, it's 4A is tough because you have uh, teams like Atchison and Chanute uh, and, and Wamigo. Yeah, and Wamigo who, who play outside. I mean, Atchison plays in the Meadowlark League. Um, it, and look, Atchison's dominated everybody they played. So, you know, it's not – I'm not trying to say, oh, they play in the weak league and they're not there. You know, they they they're dominant. This is maybe one of the better Ashes teams of the last decade. Um, Chanute and Wamigo play outside the city. I think are good teams. Um, Wamigo came up here and played Washington and pounded them. 
Um, well, Nico's got a really good quarterback, right? Man, they're at least on the west side. Yeah, uh, but but Chanute's down there in the south, and and so then you take the Frontier League teams, um, Eudora and Lewisburg, they each have one loss. So there's there's four spots right there with two undefeated and two yeah. one loss teams. Yeah. Uh, and so if you're a two loss team like Baser, you look up and you're in the seven, yeah, spot. And then and then on the backside, you've got a four and four St. James. It's that's uh, sitting in the ten. So yeah. it's it's unlucky um uh that uh that, that that it's that way but it gives us a great game in round one uh you know and uh, you know i think if you're if you're stall bomber or and tom radke you're gonna have to play a team like baser at some point i mean whether it's week one or week two or week three um, I think you, wouldn't you rather play them later i i would i mean just i know, would yeah you'd it's like an to, accomplishment I mean, getting from round to round right it's a it's, yes it, rather it is the season november 18th than uh you know october 28th I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of benefits for playing another couple of weeks. So your younger players get more practices and um, you see how that helps teams grow as, as time goes on. But uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it, it seems like, especially with Aquinas being down at 4A, you're going to have more and more of these, you know, first round matchups of teams that are really good. Yeah. It just happens the way the bracket shakes out. Yeah. Um, that was the Remax Big Three game of the week, yes. uh, by the way. And your last one is Tongi and Piper. What are their seeds? Uh, I think I'm. You're, I'll let you look at it. <laughs> I'm looking at it right. Tongi's Tongi is a, a team that's, that's that the eight nine game. It's the eight nine game, and that's uh, a big know, game. In that the winner would get Chanute and yes. have, would have a great shot of beating Chanute, right? Yes, and I, I you know, Tongi's record isn't great this year. They're young, but they've been in a lot of games. They've got they've had a few blowouts there against some really good teams, um, but they've been in a lot of games, uh, and they always play. You know. Even though it's uh, it's not Al Troyer who's the head coach, it's his son Preston, and they have the same DNA of that team of of well coached and and play hard. Mm-hmm. And then Piper, coached by John Black, is the first year there. Um, they've had a really solid season. Um, you know they they were playing really well, then ran into Soto a couple weeks ago, whose defense just shut them out. Uh, but but they've been able to play pretty well. And I, I, like you're right, I mean this is a game where if you win this game, you got to feel like you had a pretty good chance in the second round uh, against a Chanute team that. I think it's good, but it has, probably has been tested the way a Frontier yeah. League team or an EKL yeah. or a UKC team has. Yeah. So kind of forecasting that bracket, if you look on the east side, Miege is the five seed kind of on the top side. And you have Aquinas and St. James on the bottom side. So you'd see maybe a Thunder-Saint uh, matchup possibly before you'd see either one of them play um, yeah. Stags. Looking ahead in four uh, A. All right, let's take a look at. I want to go through these brackets here. Five A. And when you look at, is it? Is it? I mean, is it Mill Valley and then DeSoto and Blue Valley Southwest are the uh, the two other you know contenders there to knock off the uh, the Jags? Yeah, probably. You know, I did a podcast with uh, with Anthony Ork and. Uh, you know, he's, he's in a good spot. Um, you know, they've got Topeka Seaman and they play the winner of, of, uh, Highland Park and, uh, thinking off the top of my head who Highland Park plays. Um, and they, they were, I think they'd be favored in both those games. Uh, Highland they, Park they, plays at Emporia. Emporia. Yep. A bad Emporia team. Bad Emporia. One and seven. Yeah. Not good. And, and not close, uh, not close in those games, which, you know, for Highland Park, you can talk about a team didn't win a game for five years talking about a, a, a postseason win uh yeah. there i mean you know trey richardson their, their tailback's outstanding uh and so he's definitely a guy 
uh, that can that can win you a game or two in the postseason. So Blue, let's talk about Blue Southwest. You know they're playing well. You know, they got beat by Aquinas last week, and it was one of those where they got down early, and he went ahead and pulled his starters just to stay healthy uh, for the run. And 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 it was one of those things that uh, uh, you know, so they're they're healthy at the right mm-hmm. time. Um, and, and so they are in a, a quarter of the bracket where they probably feel like they can get out of their little quarter and then see what happens for them. And then um, you talk about DeSoto. Uh, that's that they're on that side of the bracket with DeSoto, so they would see them maybe in a quarterfinal. And then Mill Valley's just kind of. Um, I, I I did. Did uh, Mill Valley apologize last week after? Uh, <laughs> For what they were angry. They were angry last week. It looked like uh, in their game against. Oh uh, yeah, East. they played angry against Shimish and East. Uh, they, <laughs> hey, East had them down three to nothing, and then I think uh, next sixty three. Um, yeah, and, and that that was a tough game too. And that like uh, the um, there was a JV game on Saturday, so that would have been three games that week. So. They could play some of the twos, but they needed, you know, the threes and some of the twos to play in the JV game. So uh, some of the starters had to stay in a little bit, a little bit longer. Um, so, yeah, no, they, 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 they played angry. And look, yeah, hopefully it's, uh, you know, the, the loss that kind of propels them last year. They lost a free state and then won the next eight. Um, and uh, losses, losses can be good for you. So, yeah. Hey, right, let's take a look at 6A here. Um, we've talked about a couple of those games. Who's your favorite out there? Is it Light the North? Is it Blue Valley Northwest? Is it somebody else? I'm leaning towards Blue Valley Northwest. Um, that being said, I think Light the North is going to play a lot better than they did last week against Free State. Uh, and then you've got – I'm intrigued by Light the West and Light the South. <clears throat> I mean, those are probably the four teams, I think, that, that you got to talk about. Um, Light the West of, got a really good draw. They got yeah. a really good draw. They could easily make it to Substate. I think because you got but, Blue Valley uh, Northwest up uh, on the Substate. What's that? I don't speak Kansas. Is that what's semifinals? That? Is that semifinals? That's semifinals. It, sorry. In football, <laughs> in football, it's semifinals. It means it means different things in different sports, so, which so means I it's a, a word always, that doesn't have always, a meaning. My my high school team, we made it to Substate, and I've learned I've just got to say we made it to semifinals because Substate people's eyes just gloss over. What does that mean? I'm like, hey, we got a Final Four. Okay, I get I get what that means. Yes. Because the problem with the word substate is it has a different meaning for different sports. Oh, everybody goes to substate in basketball. Yes. <laughs> everybody goes. So in football only four go. So if it has different meanings, it has no meaning in, in effect. So I will I'm not stop my campaign. And sectional and district finals. Just give me give NCAA tournament, right? Quarterfinals, sweet four. 16. Give me lead eight. Give me sweet 16. I understand that. Everyone understands those those words, and that's that's one of the. I will I will not stop until I am dead on my campaign <laughs> to get rid of Substate. That's fair. That's fair because it's. I do remember my first year covering uh, the Kansas side, and it was the first. It was the old fourteen districts, and when they got done with the game, they went out to the middle of the field and handed a, out a trophy, and I'm like, "What is this? Oh, they won by districts every every round. You get a trophy every and round. You get a trophy and a yeah. patch. So. Yeah, so I mean, at least, uh, Missouri at least has districts, and then state. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, and that's kind of the, uh, the the way they do it. Uh, they, there's no, I mean, they used to have, you know, they used to call it the sectional round. Uh, you know, there was, there was, there was, you know, you won your district. You know, when it was one team coming out, then it was sectionals, then quarterfinals, then semifinals, the state, and then when they went to, you know, multiple teams coming out, it was regional, sectional. I don't know why it was regional. Um, first right regional district you know that kind of thing so mm-hmm. uh you know the the, the sub-state thing just 
wears me thin. Um, all right, so quickly here, um, uh, I don't want to ignore Bishop Ward having a nice season. They're 62-4. They're in 62, rather. They're in class uh, 3A. 3A, along with Good ball. luck to the Cyclones. They're the two seed, playing all those Southeast Kansas schools. I guess look, Perry Compton up first, and then uh, and a lot of out-of-the-area schools. Possibly Hayden in the second round. Uh, Baldwin plays Hayden, um, and they, they could get Hayden in the second round, but uh, – no, I think uh, you know. Oh, we got Baldwin too, yeah. Yeah, Baldwin too. Uh, Bob Lisher. Don't forget about Bob Lisher. Hey, I can't keep Sorry. it. Well, yeah, I keep an eye that, that Ward uh, Baldwin matchup. Um, yeah, keep an eye on Baldwin the next couple of years. They are young, and we know he can coach it. And they are going to be pretty good the next few years. So, yeah. uh, no, Bishop Ward is really a you know, clinched their first winning season mm-hmm. since two thousand nine. Um, they have a chance. They've back to back playoff appearances. Have a chance to get their first playoff win. I think probably since 2009. So yeah, they've had a great season, but it's not over. Uh, it's not like uh, happy to be here. They were that, that was last year. I think now yeah. they're ready to kind of win some mm-hmm. games and, and who knows? I mean, Hayden's not the, the Hayden that, you know, rolls over people. They got, they got a shot. I mean, they got players. They got a shot. Yeah. Um, okay. Over in class six in Missouri, who are the biggest stumbling blocks for a Liberty North Lee summit North championship game i'll get cbc out of the way I, i'm sure that's 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 cbc is, is, is coming out CBC's liberty on liberty north, north side of the bracket they're on liberty north side um lisa north gets out of their district they, they would play, probably play like a troy buchanan or somebody or Marquette or something like that and um they should be able to win that game in their sleep uh but you know they, they both are gonna have to get their district uh nix is pretty good down there joplin's pretty good ray peck if they put the defense on the field and try and stop someone has a chance yeah. to beat anybody offensively. They're as good as anybody. Um, Lee, they got to get past Lee summit in week one. Lee summit's a, a talented team uh, can score some points. Um, they can't look past uh, their Lee summit, but uh, in on the Liberty North bracket, uh, I, I think Liberty North is going to beat blue Springs, but it's not the same blue Springs team. They beat a few weeks ago. They're playing. Uh, they just decided, you know, they'd been kind of a run heavy team. They played Ray Peck and said, screw it. We're just going to throw the ball over the yard mm-hmm. and hung, you know, 60 points on, on Ray Peck and got the win. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely a, a spot where Liberty North, they got to take care of their business um, in, in week one, make sure they don't have anything bad happen. I don't think they will. Uh, but then you look at that, the rest of that bracket, two, three, four, are not, you know, necessarily nailed down. We talked about Staley and Park Hill South and Rockhurst mm-hmm. and, and Park Hill and, even though Blue Spring South really handled Liberty last week, they have to play them again this week at home. Uh, their first home playoff game since they went undefeated and won a state championship in 2015. Um, in fact, it was funny. A buddy of mine is a PA guy uh, for South, and I get a text message from him on Saturday. He's like, "Am I working Cooley. on Friday?" And I'm like, "Yep, Dave Cooley, you're working. You're, you gotta, you gotta go. Gotta, gotta." Because he was planning on maybe going out of town, and he yeah. <laughs> changed his plans. Uh, so he stayed in town a couple more days before he he was going to head out. And, uh, but uh, no, it's a uh, all those games are toss-ups, and I and I think that uh, going forward, I, I think Liberty North is still the class that district. I don't think anybody's going to tell you differently, but those are the you know you know Liberty North could be playing five, six, seven in the championship game. Yeah, or four, yeah. six, seven in the championship game, or they could be playing two or three. It, it just depends. Moving forward here, Green Valley, Fort Osage, Oak Park. With any of these teams have a good shot at making the the final in uh, Class Five. I think, you know, they they match up with Carthage on the same side, so it, it'll be tough. But I like the way all three are constructed. They play defense. They run the ball. 
Uh, they could throw it enough to to keep teams honest. They're all physical um, teams. Uh, you know, you throw Ray Town in there too. They've got a really talented quarterback in Nathan Whitebear, and of course Logan Riker, the outstanding tackle that they have. That 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 would be in the Grand Valley's district if they would come out of that. But I think that I think that all three of those teams, Oak Park, Coral Sage, and and Grand Valley, um, have a shot. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're favorite to get to the state championship game, but they play the type of football that plays well this time of year. Um, class four is the center the best team on this side. I think they're, well, t- t- people in Carney probably. There's Carney. I know there's Carney. Yeah. Carney and Smithville. I think I have something to say about that. Um, the, oh, the beauty of getting Smithville for you. Yeah. Uh, the beauty for center is that they don't have to play both of them. They just got to play yeah. one of them probably. So, uh, that's, I think center's going to come out of their district. As long as center stays healthy, they've got the they've got the horses. Uh, but Carney is a team that is just, you know, they had they almost had a hiccup last week against a Belton team. They got the quarterback back. That's you, we we kind of glossed over Belton's a four in that uh, district and uh, where Grain Valley is. They got their quarterback back. That makes them a little bit of a wild card. They've been playing without him pretty much all season. Uh, but no, Belton was up on Carney, but Carney righted the ship and came back and won that game. Uh, which says a lot about them. I mean, that that's a, you know, they've been just hammering people. It's real easy for kids to go, well, we're locked. They were like, oh, Lathan North locked into that spot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but no, I think it's class four's got, you know, they're on this, our, our team's on the same side as St. Mary's, um, mm-hmm. who was number one until they got beaten and, and Carney's number one now. But um, the, basically, if you look at the rankings, the top four teams are all on the same side of the bracket in, in four. Uh, then yeah. you go down to three. And the top three of, of four, and that Pleasant Hill, um, and at really five. If you talk, the, the three of the top five are in the, on the same side of the bracket because Maryville's five, Pleasant Hill's three, and and uh, Cardinal Red is one. So the the bracket is skewed in some of these. Uh, same with two. I think Lafayette County and mm-hmm. um, and uh, Blair Oaks are on the same side of the bracket. So yeah, it's a uh, it's. I'd say that in in three, it's a you know that. Pleasant Hills in a good spot because they're much like center. They don't have to play highest Savannah and Maryville because those teams are all going to take each other out. So that helps that they're all in the same district. Uh, you look at two uh, Lafayette County's in a spot where they will have to play uh, Richmond again and get out to get out of their district. And then in, in one, you've got mid Buchanan, East Buchanan in the same district along with even mm-hmm. a, a team like a North Platte that's kind of an upstart. So I, I like East Buchanan's chances to repeat. Um, I think they're as loaded as anybody. Um, and two, Lafayette County is a really good team, but they've got Blair Oaks on their side. So there's a, there's a little bit of a roadblock there. And then same thing, we talked three Cardinal was really good, but say, Hey, Pius beat Cardinal River last year. Um, so it can be done. So, yeah, that's kind of the lay uh, of land. Really, uh, as we go into week round one of the playoffs here, Dion, I'll leave you with this. Should this round exist? Uh, yes and no. I think for some teams it should, for some other teams it shouldn't. What would you do? Um, do you have a buy to like the top four seeds or something like that? Or oh, maybe I've gone. I've gone. And four I, don't make it, or how, how do you do I, it? I've done the. I've done the. The bottom four don't make it. Um, but the only way I would do that is if if you had eighteen districts and you played everybody in your district during the regular season, because then you've had a head to head with everybody and everybody has a chance mm-hmm. to play everybody. If you're not playing, are you? You know, I don't know if I'd lop in, in six on both sides of the state line and probably five in Kansas because. Uh, well, maybe in in five, I, I might lop off the bottom two in each each side and and send twenty eight to the and fifteen and six. I don't like the one versus sixteen and the two versus fifteen. I think that's just most of the time it is a it's a bloodletting. 
Yeah, I mean, and you, you went to a game last year, and, and Highland Park is much improved this year, that they didn't finish the game. Yeah. I mean, they just ended it. So I, I think that, you know, in Missouri, they in two through five, they they spread it out evenly. So there's no one seed that's playing this week. Uh, yeah. And the and the bottom seeds are playing a two or even a three. So there's because of one and two, some, there's only six teams in some districts. Uh, and I think that's better of the one and two get those. But there's still some games, you know, Kansas City Central's going to get crushed in what could be their last ever game as a school. Um, and that's, you know, that's too bad. Uh, you know, maybe if they were playing a, a team that was more like them and just as the last season, you know, still get that game, you know, yeah. Harmon and Turner could play each other and get a game in. A lot of states they'll do like uh, a rivalry game right in the middle of the playoffs or right uh, towards the end. And and it's, 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 it's weird. And then like, sometimes if you're still playing in the playoffs, you've got, you got to choose between the rivalry game or the playoff game. Um, but it is something like in November that you can play. It's just not, you're not done before Halloween. You mean like Webster Groves and Kirkwood to do the, the Turkey Bowl over in St. Louis? Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, back when they were both good, it was like their JVs would play. Yeah. Um, don't, don't ever talk about not having a rivalry game with those people over there that they, they can, they don't care if they want a state championship. They, the, the, the Turkey Bowl is the Turkey yeah. Bowl is the most important thing between Kirkwood and Webster Groves. I, I don't know. I, yeah. You know, I talk about breaking up conferences and just doing districts that that's a fight that, 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 you know, a lot of these schools don't want to, that, that they don't want to do, but uh, don't ever talk about ending the rivalry game right. between those two schools. And yeah. they're the only ones who get to do it in the state of Missouri. It's like, that's how special they are. Those two schools. <laughs> uh, well, awesome. Dion. I know you had uh, another podcast to get to, but we'll maybe dive more into a uh, Simone award candidates next week. That's something I can plan. Yeah, that's, uh, we'll, we'll be having some stuff out this week and, um, got a meeting uh, um, tomorrow on the Simone committee. And and as we start to head down that road and uh, we'll talk about a lot of those things, but uh, no. And uh, we talked about the Twitter spaces at the top. We're going to start doing that on Tuesday. Uh, Cole and I start uh, talked about maybe he, him hosting one on Fridays uh, in the playoffs. Once we get a few, uh, not I mean, this, necessarily this week when there's so many games, but like during um, games, no, like after games, like after games are over, kind of like a post game show type yeah. thing. Um, so we may look into doing something like that. And uh, th- th- thanks for everyone who stopped by and, and the people who are continuing to listen <laughs> to it after it's after it's over. Well, I mean, you know, you know, Twitter Space is a very new thing. So once once people get a better, I I had never been on one before, and I'm on Twitter. I hadn't either. One of the guys who writes for us, uh, Ryan Edwards, he does he does a Kentucky basketball one. His family was originally from Kentucky. He gets on there, and then he he does some kind of paranormal ghost thing too, I guess, and. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I just see it when it's on and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that's about, but uh, no, I think it's, it's one of those things that uh, we just threw it out there at six o'clock and we had 90 people listen live and then over a hundred have listened to it since. So, How long were you on it? Uh, we brought 40 minutes. Okay. So about, about what we do here. It was about, and we had a couple of last questions. So yeah. cool. it wasn't awesome. bad. All right, sounds like a plan. Best of luck to all the uh, teams out there in the first round of the playoffs at Kansas City, Missouri. For Dion, I'm Mick. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.